Hey, this is Lisa Russick with the podcast, We Are All Psychic. Before the beginning of this podcast, yeah, yeah, I wanted to say hi, that's it. Uh, before this guest and this podcast, we highly advise if you're not doing anything else to go to the website, comingouttarot.com. And I will put that up on the screen in writing and uh, get your human design chart, personal chart done for free. And you can follow along in this podcast when we go over the charts. And this is just the first in a series. So get ready to learn a lot about you and us. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, this is Lisa Rustic and Misty Lore with the podcast we're all psychic she remembered and today we have an awesome guest his name is seth seth would you like to say hello hi how's everybody doing they say we are right now that you're here <laughs> <laughs> so uh seth we have a question for you right off misty would you like to ask him the question sure seth do you think that we're all psychic i do oh we have a winner, <laughs> winner and we're done yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> so why do you think? Yeah. Come on, come on, guys! Quit getting all lazy on me. <laughs> I think that. I, I think it's a great question because I've I've been asked this a lot, as many readers or whatever you know sort of divination you practice, however you describe yourself, tend to get asked this question at some point. Um, for many years, I pushed it away. I was like, nope, I am not a psychic. Don't call me that. That's not the way I work. Uh, and then at some point, I decided it was time to embrace all the things and go, yeah, I, depending on how you see that word, everybody's psychic. Yeah. We all have some form of intuition, clairvoyance, sentience, cognizance, all the, th whatever they are. At some point, our body has a reaction to something that's going on around us. And I think that that is what the psychic thing is. We just have a lot of other labels that we can describe the skill sets that we either work on and get better at or those that we naturally intuitively have that uh, maybe we don't really recognize as psychic things. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think we fear the word because those of us who were around in the 90s saw it. Leo tended to like those, those type of experiences tainted the word rather than, and it's probably so many other things that we could think of. Frauds, scammers, you know, it's not as evil as we think it is. And it's not evil as well own that psychicness is a part of who we are. Usually we refer to it as like energy work too, a lot in the podcast to kind of sum it up at, you know, like as a, a term, everybody seems to say, okay, I can go with that energy work, yeah. you know, working with the energy. But yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever gets you through. Yeah. <laughs> well, hard of labels. And I find there aren't enough words. There aren't enough labels because everybody's got all these little detailed things they do. And um, we've heard all about them from so many guests. So listeners and watchers, this is a video podcast on Spotify. And Seth is going to teach us, introduce us to the topic of human design. So, uh, so nobody's ever heard of this ever in their entire lives. How would you describe this? <laughs> it's a divination. Your entire life. Never. Yeah. Human design, I like to think of it as, um, a lot of people talk about it as a roadmap. I like to think of it more like a soul map okay. concept. Uh, because as a, someone who's also a tarot reader, I think of tarot next to that as the road signs. So 
So if human design is the soul map that's helping us understand uh, how to move through the world, how to have less friction, how to have more ease than other tools like tarot is something that helps kind of bumper us back onto the road. If you, It's like those yeah, little bumps the side. Yeah, it's like side rails. That's a good point. Okay, let me stay in this in this map. So it's it's a unique system that uh, has a way of helping us better understand who we are and how we can move through the world with less friction and more ease. That's the easiest way to put it. It's a system. What kind okay. of system is it? Where, what, are, what is it? Oh, so many. It is one system that incorporates a lot of systems. So this, this will be sacrilegious to some human design devotees, but uh, that's part of the way that I move through the world. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Me too. <laughs> um, human design was in actually in the nineties, this uh, dude who uh, you can look up his name, um, he had a moment where he downloaded from these light beings uh, the system that is known as human design today. Okay. And the experience of that, he, he wrote down furiously, uh, just like any downloaded system, my point of view is going through the filter of this human being. So there may have been a pure version at one point, but once it came through him, it became the way he wanted to share it with people. And it became his language, his translation. Yes. So it's written in a, in a voice called the not self. So anytime you read any of the, the original texts about human design, it's written in a way that sounds challenging, frustrating, negative, because it is written from the point of who we are not meant to be. Because if we can see that friction, that part of ourselves who we're not meant to be, then we should be able to move into the space of who we are yes. and who how we can move through the world. So it's a way of identifying um, a lot what's of people. Wrong with you? Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's wrong with you? What's wrong um, with us? <laughs> yeah. So well, I get it. Energy. You know, what's blocking us from our best potential is kind of what I always took from Human Design. But we're how yes. can we get there? It's more of what have I it's evolved into from what I understand. How do we get there? Yeah. There are a lot of people today who um, have some people have gone to the other the other extreme where here's all the good stuff. Other people have landed in the middle, which I think is the most advantage for the system. In fact, um, one of the most prominent people today, Karen Curry Parker, has a wonderful language called quantum human design language that, because she studied with the dude who started it and over time has elevated her language to kind of live in between so it's not so dire but it's also not you know puppies and rainbows yeah. there's something in the middle where you can find yourself and go okay here's where i need to do some work but i have this language that is going to let me um, lift myself up and uh and i think there's strength and power in that type yes. of way of seeing it too there's a lot of a lot of other people who are challenging uh, the system itself, they, the, the bones are good. You know, the bones are good. Um, it brings together things like the Chinese I Ching, the chakra system, but it shifts it a little bit. It's a, it's um, changed. It's a nine centers instead of seven. I've heard uh, people say that, and I've wondered where that came from. Yeah. 
it's an it's an evolution in the human being a uh, certain time period there's there's a whole lot of there's science. a lot to yeah. it so there's i won't cut lot. you off sorry so, about that <laughs> into, like into the all of the stuff at a certain point in time a little while ago we split from seven to nine centers beings and the, the landscape that we had that was supposed to be really intense like in 2018 or 19 or something it was before that 1700 yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. there's another one coming, another shift coming in, if I get the day right, 2027. Huh? And it's not going to split more, but it's going to, um, it's going to create an entirely new understanding of our sense of self and not wholly for us as we're already here, but the, the kids that are being born are going to come with a different perspective on the world, which is naturally the way it works, right? It's just yeah. going to be a little more um, open and available to the idea of something like a question of say, are we all psychic? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be less pushed from them, more acceptance into this space of how do I move through the world that seems to be one dimensional or just three-dimensional in the way we touch it, but yeah. actually have five. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be more available to that experience. And that idea, so, that concept, I mean, computers alone, I've seen my son's generation being introduced to computers that young as, as like they are, you know, as they were in 2000, early 2000s, mid 2000s. And um, they have, they're so open-minded, you know, and, and Misty's kids are too. They're so open-minded about everything. They want to know, you know, they are curious and they're not the world at their tips, you know, they not like we did. I mean, they can look anything they want up. They have the information right there, you know, instead of us having to go to a library and just hope that there was a book out there that was about. We were allowed to. Yeah. And if our parents, if our parents were okay with it. Now it's totally different, you know. Yeah. Well, it makes sense if you have a global worldview because of the Internet it makes complete sense to me that generations to come are going to see something grander, greater, something yeah. larger than that. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's no way not to do that. So, yeah. so this guy pulls together all of these systems, including some astrology and planetary associations. Uh, and it, creates this thing called human design and he puts it together with this is something I've been keeping notes on, but he puts it together with uh, the shape of a body and it has the nine centers. And on the right hand side of the body shape are some black squares with planetary symbols. And on the left hand side are um, red squares with planetary symbols. So the same planetary symbols on either side, but the, the red side is the unconscious. The black side is the conscience. So when you look at the black side, uh, those black squares, um, what you're seeing is something you may recognize in yourself when you start reading about what it means. And other people may also recognize those things about yourself. When you're looking at the red side or the unconscious, think of this kind of like the easiest way to describe this is to think of it kind of like a, a rising sign where you may not see exactly what it is, but everybody thinks you're that. Yeah, so yeah. People will think I'm a Leo because I have a Leo rising and I come off as having this Leo energy, but I'm a Taurus. So <laughs> it's the, it's two different, it's two different <laughs> things. We may not see the risingness of ourselves, but other people will. And that's kind of what that red side is. 
So I have a question. Um, Missy, do you have any questions at this point? Are you confused at all or? No, no. Um, I, d- I did look at the, the app that, that you sent me on it. The website. Yeah. The website on there. And I thought it was kind of cool um, the way they talked about um, even the digestive system. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, that affects even what time, like it, it went into so much detail. You could even predict, you know, like how you could lose weight because you process, um, you, you process and digest food better at night or in the morning or high lit areas. Practical advice like, then. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. What I was reading into, and that was just the, the, the digest part of it. You know, like you said, it had the one side and then the other side to it. So is that kind of what you're talking about? Like, you know, an example would be the the digest system. Uh, So I'm going to add to what you're saying. So the piece that you're talking about, someone might commonly refer to as the arrows, the language that human design will use is called the variables. And one of those variables is specifically relative to digestion. But digestion, first and foremost, is about how we take in information. Right. That's what I was saying. The right yeah. and the left. Yeah. 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 And if it's if it's if that arrow's pointing one way, it's more active. If it's pointing another way, it's more passive. Um, but it's focused on how things come into our body and how we take them in. So you can also relate that often to food but it's more yeah. of an ancillary experience but still yeah. yeah i thought that was a really cool way to to look at it you know both sides of it you know because you know the way you think about it and also the way you process it and the way you actually process it you know yeah. Yeah. both ways you know you that's the way that you would look at it and so you yeah. could do so many different things with this yes yeah. one of my favorite things about human design And one of the things I needed and still often need to learn the most is that everything above my neck is a great computer. Like it's constantly churning data. It's, it's moving stuff around in there. Um, but it's not actually my decision maker. My decision maker is below my neck and human design helps us understand that because you can make decisions with your head all day, but it may not be the best decision for you. Right. Your body will react if you're not making decisions according to what you really feel. And if you don't know what you really feel, it's time for some human design shadow work. (laughs) So I have a question, something uh, when I listeners and watchers, I I looked at I had uh, Allie who's been on the podcast and she did my human design. I was telling Seth this before the podcast. I couldn't find that she the the notebook she gave me or she she emailed it to me and I printed it out. But I went on to a generator site and it was talked about manifestors and generators and manifestor generate. Can you talk about that a little bit and teach us what that is? Because that seems like the main like hit point that everybody can relate to, you know? Yeah, that's called type. And it's um, it's when I talk to people about their human design, that's often the second or third thing I talk about because it's it's usually the primary thing that anybody can find anywhere. And it's important. But as I lead into what I share about human design, that's one of the things that I'll talk about a little bit later. But um, what do you start with? Uh, I tend to start with definition okay? because definition to me is how it's how people learn. 
That's a very simplified view of definition. But uh, people can have no definition. They can have a split definition. They can have a triple split definition. That split could be small or wide. And they can have a quadruple split definition. Do you remember what yours is? Of what? <laughs> when you looked at your design, was there a line somewhere that said definition? Did it tell you what kind of all was? I looked at was the, the little graph and it had like a yeah. triangle, I mean a diamond and a diamond and a diamond and like yeah. diamonds over here. I don't remember anything else. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Misty, did you happen to know what your definition is? Okay, great. Don't worry about it. My I'm a triple split. Most people I run into tend to be a um, some sort of smaller wide split. I've only run into one person with no definition. The, the small split means that in this in this so in this image, uh, if there was this section down here, if there were no channels, see these lines, there are lines that go between the centers that connect the centers. Okay. If there were no channels that had either black or red color between these bottom three, the root, the, the um, sacral and the uh, spleen, it, then I would have a small split between these next two, the G center and the throat. Okay. So when they're, when those channels don't connect centers that are lit up with color, then you have a split. So because I'm a triple split, I have three sections that have centers lit up that aren't touching each other. Okay. What does There's that mean? Channels. So you can think about three things at once? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> here's what, here's what my experience has been. And it's all an experiment. And that's one of the other great things about human design. You get to see what works for you. Yeah. Um, most splits, people who have like, two splits uh, or, or might be called a single split. Uh, they tend to need maybe a secondary source of information to help them feel confident in some of the choices they're making. Okay. Okay. Um, they tend to, when they in interface with another human being, uh, that split may be completed. Think Jerry Maguire. You complete me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then suddenly they, they have access to um, the way the world works around them in a more available way. Whereas me, comparatively, as a triple split, I need the movie. I want the script. I'm going to go to the library. I might need to get all the details. Give, it, give me all the sources. And as a triple split, I'm not trying to close those gaps where a small split would be trying to close the gap. They're looking okay. for that other side where I, because I've got so many sides, I just need to kind of like pick from here, 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 and here until I feel good about what I got. Okay. Uh, so those that the idea of understanding how you take information in and how if you're with me it may feel like you're taking information in rapidly. And when you leave, it may not feel like that because the energy is different. Yes. The connection is different. And to know that's how you learn is helpful when you walk away from me. And that's usually why I start there. It's very important to know how someone learns. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So what's then, the next thing you teach? Then is that when you get into the uh, generators and... <laughs> I want to know about that. You know? <laughs> 
No, it's not. It was number three. Uh, that's right. It was number three. I hold on to that. Yeah. The next thing I do is I walk people through their chart. So like I walk them through the centers and, and what that means, because you can have defined centers, you can have open centers, and you can have undefined centers. Okay. A defined center has color to it. So when you're looking at your chart, like um, the, the middle diamond, if it's yellow, that's defined. If the um, if, if, if any of it has color, it's defined. But that's that's one that tends to show up for people. Um, I'm looking real quick for a good human design place to get a free chart. That uh, you can get them. At, uh, you can get one on my website at coming out. Oh, yeah. What's your website? Yeah, go to coming out We are back listeners with my wiener dog cup of coffee. We're ready to go. <laughs> okay. Listeners and watchers. So what we just did is uh, we pulled up our charts on Seth's website coming out tarot. And when you get to out in tarot, there's two T's. And I might put this in the beginning of the podcast, something about this. So you have this with you through the whole podcast. So we have charts now on our phones. So okay. what would you like to tell the listeners if, if they're listening along, how can they read this with us? And sure. maybe ours if you want or yours or. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about, I'll talk about the, like, the thing, you can ask me questions about yours and, and we'll, we'll discuss the differences, which I think will be interesting because then we might hit on a couple other people's experiences. Okay. Yeah. Right? It's a great idea. Uh, so we talked a little bit about definition and I was asking you guys what yours are. And I think uh, we have a split and a single definition. Yeah, I'm a single listeners and watchers. I'm a split. You're a split and I'm a triple split. So the split we had talked about just a little bit where the split tends to need one other source. We're looking for another person or experience that kind of completes the story. You know, what, what's the bridge? What are the chapters in between that help you understand what happened between opening that book and getting to the end? Where the single definition doesn't really need any of that. You've got your own story. Nah. Got the answers. They're all there. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the stubborn Taurus, yes. The stubborn Taurus. <laughs> uh, the, the moon, you don't get much more stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> definition doesn't really need other people around. Now there's other parts of your chart that might tell you that you do need a tribe or a collective around, but it at the beginning, just simple, that single definition, it's kind of you're self-contained. You don't need a lot of other stuff where alternatively me as a triple split, uh, I'm not looking for the middle of the book. I'm looking for uh, the, the next uh, like, in the Harry Potter series, I need all the other books and I need the movie and yes. I need the audio podcast of the people talking about it that give me the in-between. Lots of perspective. I understand everything. Yes, yes. Every <laughs> little detail. Or so how is Misty in this scenario of like... She's say, the split. I'm the split. So what, is this, what does that do? Like how I does have, that... He, do he said that I have to have like another opinion about something just like, one you gotta read it and watch yeah. it or you know instead of two not three okay, okay. yeah yeah you okay. will you'll need the least lisa misty will need a little bit more and i'll need a lot more okay 
Okay. And for so, you to answer yeah, real psychic, yes, that's cool. <laughs> What'd you say, Misty? What'd you say, Misty? I said we got one, two, and three all here. We do. You. We have everybody yep. to talk about. One, two, three. So how do we all get and along? You're, you're <laughs> right. The the idea of of are we all psychic? Where Lisa, you might be like, "Yep, got it. We are." <laughs> okay, and Misty, you're like, "Yeah, um, I get it." But what about this or this? So let me think about. Let me go read a little bit more about this. So yeah. let me walk something here. Yeah, and I'm going to be okay. I understand we might all be psychic, but I read this thing and I watched this movie to form my opinion. And by the way, have you heard about this other thing? I'm going to go explore that just to yes. make sure. Mm-hmm. And I may have talked to eight psychics before I got here to arrive at my yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> so he they, is a big yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. When he got there, it was a big yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. So, so I start there and then... I start talking a little bit about the centers. So we had um, briefly mentioned that there are open centers, defined centers, and undefined centers. Uh, When a center is undefined, it doesn't have any color to it. Uh, but it more than but it, it will also have what so there's little numbers in each of those centers. Those yeah, the my very very numbers. center doesn't have any color. The very yeah, center so that one's open. open. Yours is completely open because it doesn't have any color and it doesn't have any gates that have. And these are these are no colors too. But those are undefined because you have gates that have definition. Okay. pause yeah pause so a gate is the number in the center okay the number is also an I Ching number so in there the gates are numbered one to 64 they're not in numerical order you won't find them by looking for one next to two next to three next to four you're going to kind of look around right Uh, and uh, those gates when they connect centers that's when the centers have definition okay so you'll notice that your gates that don't have definition or that are open there are no um channels that are connecting those gates right no lines in here and here okay okay yep uh so that's the difference between defined undefined what does that mean for me to have those particular areas undefined. Does that mean that's what I talk about next? Great question. (laughs) (laughs) Good timing question. Um, Unique things about these centers, the very top one, that's a triangle that's pointing up and the bottom one that's a square. uh, Those are pressure centers. So um, there's pressure coming from the top of you and pressure coming from the bottom of you. The bottom one is kind of the concept of the pressure of time. How do I move? What do I got to get done? How do I do? How do I do this now? Foundation. Uh, and the top one is the pressure to know, to understand things. Okay. So if it, if the top one is defined for you, that has color, you have consistent access to that pressure. You know what it feels like to know or to want to know uh, without the pressure of needing to know. Okay. Is yours defined or undefined? Misty? Mine? I don't know. Here, look. at look. Does it have color to it? Yeah. 
So yours is there's the some top. that don't though. You have four that don't have color. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about that top one. Oh, the top one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So the top one is defined for Misty. Is it defined for you, Lisa? It has yellow in it. No, it's blank. Clear. No, you are, yours is undefined. Undefined. Okay. Yep. Undefined. So mine is also defined like Misty's. I have a, a yellow um, head. It's called a head center. Okay. When you have a defined head center, you have regular and consistent access to that pressure of, do I need to know something? It, it doesn't feel like pressure because you know what you need to know when you need to know it, or you don't know what you need to know when you know how to find out. So there is less pressure to know things because you just kind of feel like you do. <laughs> Where someone kind of can, say again, go with the flow kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. If that's the way you're experiencing that, yes, hundred okay. uh, percent. Where Lisa, because yours is undefined you might find that you feel the pressure to know or feel you need to know things that don't really matter and are, <laughs> and are constantly trying to figure out how to get to know. Skiing. <laughs> Typical male response. <laughs> and this is why, this is, this is another reason why some of the language around this and the experience around this is still evolving. Yeah. And I think it's problematic from its core. But the idea of the pressure of do I need to know this still exists. It doesn't matter whether you understand, comprehend or need to know the concept of but do I know? Do I know? Uh, and trying in a group of other people where it seems like everybody knows, but you're still trying to oh, that know. happens a lot. Yeah. No. I get confused about cer certain concepts and stuff like I couldn't. It took about a year and a half for somebody to explain to me what a hipster was. I just couldn't. <laughs> and then they started popping up everywhere. And then I was like, I get it. <laughs> now, see. I also think, so think of the other side of this with me for a second. I think people who have open centers, your open centers, your superpower, there's amazing stuff going on there. One of my favorite things about people who have that open head is that you'll often at the 11th hour drop a bomb where everybody else who's been stuck in the way they think and know, know what they know and, and what they believe um, you'll come in and be like, did you guys think about this thing? And it blows everything out of the water. <laughs> Damn it. Why are you telling us now? We were almost there. <laughs> this thing. <laughs> Here we are. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's, it is a beautiful superpower to not be bound by a singular or regular way of thinking or to have the pressure to, um, have to know something because you're free to let it roll around in there until it comes it out. Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Why did that? Well, because y'all were stuck. That's in how cool. You think. That that does explain how I think a little bit. Yeah, big way, like in in another way. Because I, I do think very abstractly, and I do think about things that probably other people wouldn't find important. You know, you know, like I'll think for you know a good couple hours just lying on my couch about cat personalities and dynamics and nobody really cares. I maybe another cat person who had cats and we were talking, but it wouldn't be a two hour conversation. I don't think. 
It does come up later. (laughs) Misty, would you find yourself laying around thinking about cat personalities? No, no. I'm a dog person. No, I'm joking. Dog, (laughs) no, I wouldn't. No. Yeah, I I would not find myself doing that either. I think that's a wonderful example of a defined versus an undefined. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So. Uh, so there's there's those two pressure centers. We also have four motors, the bottom right hand corner of the chart, uh, the sacral, the root, the um, solar plexus and the ego center or heart center. No, going down. Those four motors, that's that's where energy comes from in our body. As a manifesting generator, Lisa, one of your motors is connected to your throat. Okay. Is that channel? Is this my throat or is this in my heart center? This throat is that that square in the middle that is colored in with a brown color. That one. Okay. So you have a a channel going from your sacral to your throat and from your ego or heart center to your throat. So you have a couple channels from motor centers going to your throat, including your root, which is a motor that goes through your spleen all the way up into your throat. You got a lot, you got energy for days. I can, but not since I've had COVID the first time. And then it was just like, oh, but otherwise I do. I have a lot of energy, mental energy more than anything. Nervous energy. It may have pushed itself up there as a result of any- Probably, uh, because physically I can't do much, as much as I would like to, but yeah. So what about so Misty? Yeah. Misty, what uh, motors do you have to find? She's like me. She has the open. Uh, is that the sacral? I mean, solar plexus, open solar plexus. Gallery so I can see. Um, yeah, you have uh, the sacral, the root, sacral and the root as energy centers. And um, you're not a manifesting generator. So neither of those are going to your throat. Uh, but your energy is coming from your sacral and your root. Okay. So um, unique things about these four centers, anything other than the, the sacral, so the ego, which is also known as the heart or will center, the solar plexus and uh, the root, think of them like uh, batteries that eventually wear out and need to be replaced. Uh, the, the energy that is there is exhaustible. The heart center is a great way to talk about this because it's also known as the will center. You can have the will. If your heart center is defined, you can have the will to push through things. That doesn't mean if it's undefined, you don't. You just may have it to a lesser degree where people with their heart center defined, they have the will to finish something that will eventually reaches the end of its road. The battery depletes and they need to stop and recharge. The sacral center is like an energizer bunny that is constantly plugged in that never stops. It's recharged all the time. It's, it's, it's like a battery in your car. As long as the car is running, if it's moving, that battery is recharging. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Quick question. Just real quick. What's the difference between the yellow and the reddish color, red, this color and this color. So the, the brown in the the defined areas. Yeah. The brown and the red. Um, the the color right now doesn't matter. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> I just had a question. I yeah. just was wondering. Okay. Great question. You'll see that, that there tends to be brown, yellow, red, and green. Okay. And uh, for right now, it 
Doran. They're not gonna worry about that, listeners. You can find yeah. you can find that around for reading that with Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that sacral is, is high energy, intense energy all the time. Though you both have your sacral defined. I think you both have your solar plexus undefined, if I remember correctly. Nope. Both yours of us have this on this one. Oops. Let me see. Yeah. One. Your solar plexus is defined, Lisa. Misty, I think yours is undefined, which is, let me see. Oh, this yeah, is your solar, solar plexus, plexus is right here. Undefined. No, that's the sacral. The solar plexus is the triangle that's pointing to the left on the right-hand side of your body. Right-hand side of my body. That one right here? Yeah, that one. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Um, So you're an emotional manifesting generator. It's a little different than just a manifesting Mm -hmm. generator. And... uh, Misty, you're a sacral generator. Other systems might call this a pure generator. I hate that word. It's a little Aryan. Uh, so the, <laughs> the experience of you're being pure and holy. Blessed be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am a manifest sacral manifesting generator. Okay. So the, the sacral energy... Because you also have at least, and not just because your solar plexus, your solar plexus is the primary source for a lot of stuff for you. And we'll talk about that when we get to type in a second. But your sacral also is energy that you have access to. And people who have sacral energy need to exhaust it. You have to exhaust it or you're up all night. Yes. If, like some, That's I, why I, I think about things like it. cats. And if I have nothing to do, with things, <laughs> I will think about something ridiculous that I have to really figure out. And I like to yeah. figure that out. You know, I, I got to do something with my hands and I'll go into a bad head space if I don't sometimes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Misty, do you find that you might uh, be up if you haven't done enough? If you haven't moved enough? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I have to exhaust my body. Yes. Yeah. If I do not exhaust it, I do not sleep. Right. Uh, and that's, that is a part of that sacral energy. It's mm-hmm. also something that you'll feel when you have sacral energy, you'll respond to things. It'll sometimes your body will lean in, it'll lean back. You'll yeah. hear yourself. You guys make a lot. Of I, I'm very, I, I move around and gesture everything I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Lisa, you'll also, you, because everything's attached to your throat, you won't be able to stop responding vocally. Yes. I talk when no one's around. I have to sing. I, I love any expression of speech. But I like writing too. You know, I like any kind of expression of thought. Yeah. Really. And feelings. I mean, feelings, any kind of expression. You know, I love it. Well, that's, that'll be interesting when you talk about your solar plexus. So there's, there's a few ideas about the centers. I'm going to talk about the solar plexus and the sacral a little bit more. Because now we're going to talk a little bit about type, or we could talk about these centers forever. Yeah, you're right. We could. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is so fascinating, listeners. I'm loving this. Yeah. So type, we have two manifesting generators and a generator here. There's also reflectors, projectors, and manifestors. The manifesting generator is a subtype of generator. So there's, a, there's an argument in the human design world that there's truly only four types. And the manifesting generator is, in fact, a generator that has some manifestor qualities. Okay. Uh, So in the concept of a reflector, the reflector doesn't have anything defined. 
All of their centers are open. Okay. The projector doesn't have a sacral definition. Okay. There's a few other things that can can happen with a projector, but primarily they don't have sacral definition. Uh, the generator will have sacral definition, and the manifesting generator can uh, has has a motor to the throat. They don't need to have sacral, but there is a motor to the throat. You have three or four motors, or this something. one, this one, one, and yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on to that. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're <laughs> actually all connected to your throat through one channel or another. Yeah. So your activation is intense. <laughs> uh, the the generator. There are more generators on the planet than any other type. So the three of us, as a part of the generator family, we're part of 70% of the population. Reflectors, yeah, no, no. on the other hand, there's, <laughs> there is um, basically none. There's, there's a, You'll run into them, but there's hardly any. And uh, the manifestors, I think, are like 1% or something. Wow. Uh, and I can't remember how many projectors there are like what percentage there is so the, the, we are the the largest pool right right in the concept of generators generators are here to do the work they love and love the work they do yes Manifestors, like think about like turn of the century um heads of companies like ford they said there needs to be a thing make the thing and yeah. generators made the thing yeah yeah. Projectors. Here's a good example of a projector. Barack Obama is a projector. The new version. So we had these command and control manifestors that helped people know what they needed to do by saying, it's time to do the thing. Projectors go, hey, I see where everything's going. Like three oh, to 10 years in the future. Projection. Here's yeah. how we get there. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they see the trajectory and how to make yeah. it happen reflectors reflectors are a gift as much everybody's a gift but reflectors are a gift in so much as they will recognize you and reflect back to you pieces of you that you might need to be aware of um, in ways that you might not be ready for <laughs> okay these are amazing um, and, and I think projectors are equally as amazing because people don't recognize that they're the leaders of today and tomorrow, which is different than the command and control that existed before. Yeah. Uh, when you meet a projector, they will change your life and they'll make it really hard for you because you're going to resist everything about what they have to say because you're not ready. Generators are like being on a train track. When mm. they know what they're doing, they're on it and they do it. And they keep doing it until it's done. Manifesting generator is a little bit different. We can move a little more, a little easily, more agilely. Something new comes in. We go, oh, it's time to do the thing. <laughs> it's a little squirrel, you know, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> and, and projectors are saying, hey, we should all be doing this thing. It's a, we should really be doing this thing because it'll get us here to yeah. this thing. And we're still like on the train track or, or going squirrel. And they're really frustrated with us and starting to get bitter. But if you invite in a projector to share what they see, your life will change. Cool. 
hmm. guaranteed. It's amazing. Same thing. I want to meet one now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot of them out there. You know, they, they, they are waiting for you to invite them into your world. Uh, it, it's incredible. So uh, for the types that we have here, uh, Misty, we're both sacral, sacrally defined. Lisa, you're emotionally defined. For all of that definition you have and all those motors that are connected to your throat, you're emotionally defined. That's your primary decision maker. Misty, our primary is sacral. Lisa, you have I've always thought of sacral as far as chakras. Sacral mm-hmm. would be the emotions. That's always what our heart or sacral. Yeah, and it's so, a little different. Different. So, uh, sacral is... And sacral is your backup, by the way. So what I'm about to share is your backup decision maker compared to your emotional. So this should not be your primary, but the world might ask you to live this way and you might have learned to live this way. Okay. Conditioning. Yes. whole wonderful thing about uh, human design is to decondition. So when you become aware of these things, you can decondition yourself. Yeah. And yeah. Live with more ease. So sacral, sacral is the yes, no. Misty will have an easier time in this world if people don't ask her open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. Like, Misty, what's for dinner? Why, why? What's for dinner, Misty? Wait, where are you getting it? What time is it going to be home? That's all. Her daughters do I've that. I've the last own. 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a good one. <laughs> tell me, tell me, Misty, if this sounds yeah. like your experience. When someone asks you a question like that, what's for dinner? Do you think about what's in the fridge you need to use? What's in the freezer that you might need to be using tomorrow? What you had for dinner yesterday? What you think you're having for dinner in three days? And the possible places you might be able to go out to eat to make it easier. And then you're off on 50 different roads and yeah. you get in the eddy of which one do I pick? And you're. Yes. Trying to- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is the pain of an open-ended question for a sacredly defined person. Yeah. I can see if that. Someone said to you, do you want macaroni or meatballs for dinner? What's your response? I'll pick one or the other. Yeah, which, so if I asked you, do you want macaroni or meatballs for dinner? Pick macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> see, see how much faster that is compared to what do you want? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is so you, Voices, I just yeah. like saved you a bunch of relationship therapy. Make sure, that <laughs> people, make sure that people ask you yes, no questions. Invite them to ask you yes or no questions. Say, can you put that in a yes or no for me? Uh, and, and practice it. You, you will start to feel your body. It'll lean. It'll go back. It'll start to get hot sometimes. Um, you might feel a buzzing kind of in that root area that's telling you something's right or something's wrong. A um, little different than intuition. It's your body starting to respond in a way that tells you yes or no. Cool. I love so, that. Lisa, alternatively. And you're so right. I get that feeling right here. Yes. No. If I ask a spirit guide a question and they're not answering and they're just giving me the answer energetically, it rises here or it goes down. And now you were just talking about my throat. So I just thought of that, you know. That's interesting because your spleen is also connected to your throat. Oh. So that doesn't surprise me at all. And your spleen is a place where intuition lives. Oh, okay. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But yes. you, so alternatively to the sacral, because your sacral is your backup, 
your emotional center, the solar plexus, is your decision maker. Depending on the channels that you have, and we won't go into the depth of this, depending on the channels that you have lit up, you either have a um, tribal emotional wave, a collective emotional wave, an individual emotional wave, or all three. And most people have aspects of all three, but depending on if you have the source wave or not, you, you will have all three to a varying degree. But most people will, will, will kind of have one uh, that, that lights them up. Okay. The reason I mentioned those is they have different, like a sound wave, they have different shapes. So one okay. may be kind of a, a ratchet thing and then drops, or it may be kind of a little more like an ocean. There's wave. like a frequency to the. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. The trick for people with emotional waves is to practice theirs to understand how theirs works. And most of the time, when you have an emotionally defined person, they may need 24 to 48 hours to make the best decision for them because they don't always have a backup. Like you got the backup, yes or no. After the 24 hour period, if you're feeling like 70 to 80% yes or no on whatever your decision is, you can have someone ask you the yes or no. You're like, I've got a choice. This is what's in front of me. Ask me about those things. Just like the, the dinner question. Yeah. I'm asking you the yes or no. And then your sacral can kick in and c- confirm what your emotional. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if I have yeah, disagreement there, then I could possibly be really confused. Feel really yes. confused. Yeah. But yeah. you can clarify it with your yes or no. So people should ask you how you feel about things. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about meatballs for dinner? You don't need to take 24 hours. You've been around long enough that you know how you feel about meatballs. I feel pretty good about it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're you're in a a larger decision, buying a vehicle, for example, um, then you might want to take that 24 to 48. How do I feel about this? I did when I I just recently bought a car in the last couple of years and I did take my time with it. Yeah. Yeah. I almost impulse bought, but I did Yeah, I did. I asked a lot of people's advice. Yeah. Yeah. I got the same car she has, but a different year. (laughs) I missed you. Uh, I taught her to do it. Love her car. I was like, yeah, you're right. My dad said a Nissan too. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. Go find one. (laughs) These, Mm -hmm. these, um, the practice of these decision centers is really helpful. And, and like I said, they're all below the neck. There's, this is not a decision maker. It's just a lot of data churning around everything down here. You want to, you want to practice the decision maker. So you know what it feels like. Okay. And, and what I've learned from a lot of emotionally defined people is they'll feel temperature. Oh yeah. I get like, I don't know if this is what you mean, but I get sweats like in my scalp and under my arms or under behind my knees and my feet. And everything else will be freezing or the opposite. My hands will be freezing and everything's freezing, but my core is, mm-hmm. uh, did you mean that or? Kind of. So it's when a decision comes your way, sometimes you might feel a blush of heat and you'll learn that that heat is your yes kicking in or your no, you know, uh, or you might feel the cold. Oh, I need to pay more attention. Yeah. A sacredly defined person might feel that, um, but it might stay down here instead of kind of oh so kind of going all around yeah Yeah. okay it depends on you so you know everybody's a little bit different everyone figures out our own right our own reactions yep 
Okay. So cool, man. We could go on and on. Is there anything else you wanted to explain to us or listeners uh, before uh, we thank our sponsor? Because this is just so fascinating. You want to come back and talk, yeah. talk more about it anytime you're oh, welcome. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, I'm fascinated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would encourage people to check out the profile. Hmm? What's that, Misty? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're just touching the, the surface of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely need to know more. <laughs> definitely. We'd love to have you back if you want to come back. Yeah. And um, listeners, I will put that description or that the link to his website coming out tarot, two T's out in tarot.com. <laughs> and I'll click it right through it. So it's right on his first page. You'll see his his his, his body. And then you will click through to get my, oh, wait, I'm going back to see, like I can remind you if you didn't do it. I'll do this in the beginning. You know, listeners, I'm going to have a little clip right in the beginning about how to do that. So you can join in with everybody. Um, but I'd love to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app and website where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And uh, lastly, Seth, it. where can we find you? And you're on Everclear, right? Are you on Everclear Advice? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can find me on Everclear under Seth V. I'll put his info in here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Coming Out Tarot, obviously, is a great place to find me. And that's also my handle at any social media, which I'm like on, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Instagram, you. TikTok, <laughs> Facebook, Threads. It's whatever it is. Like, what I, is I, Threads? I can't figure there. out what the point of Threads I is. Threads is the alternative to yeah. Twitter. So, yeah, when Twitter started spiraling, Threads yeah. came out and uh, it's it's a very similar experience. I never got into Twitter. Maybe I, that's why I couldn't really understand what Threads was about. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on those still on Facebook, so <laughs> I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I try and stay off of them now. Once I'll just check in on people, no matter what it is, because I got people all over yeah, the place. Yeah, that's what I like. Um, but it it was sucking up way too much of my time. And I wasn't able to spend time face to face with people or engage with people like this. And I was like, I need to get away from here. <laughs> Talk to people. Talk to people. This has been awesome. Yes. And we loved I've loved everything you've had to say. Yeah. I mean, Missy. I mean, it's just awesome. <laughs> Do you have any like last advice to so while they're well, after this, like after they listen to this, mm -hmm. like any other advice you might want to give them to look into or something? Yeah, hundred percent. If you're exploring your human design, um, and if you're also into tarot, there are beautiful ways to merge these two things. And I would encourage you to feel out what's right for you if it's something that you do. Um, uh, I also think it's wonderful to lay down cards and where the centers are. So you can like put the body on. Oh, your it's table. a great spread. Right. It's amazing spread. Yeah. And uh, I would also encourage you to look at your profile, uh, which are our uh, numbers that are in the sun on your um, on your chart, on your conscious and unconscious sun. Look at your profile. Uh, that's the costume we wear in the world. I like to think of it as the drag you put on and uh, it, it helps, it helps <laughs> you understand a little bit more about how you see yourself and how others might see you. So that might, that's a whole nother conversation. That's amazing. Yes. Like we have to have all these conversations. We have <laughs> them all. You're coming back. You're regular. I'll yeah, put sorry. one of human design with Seth. 
If you want to come back, you're welcome. I'll still put part one. If you don't come back, it'll be part one. <laughs> <laughs> or a series. It'll be your you gotta come back. You gotta come back. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you gave great advice. Thank and, and Misty, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. And um listeners and watchers, thank you so much for always watching and listening. We love you. Yes. And Seth, thank you again. You thank you again. Everybody have a great time wherever you may be. And uh, peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.